Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. It's a Bitcoin Podcast. episode of the bitcoin podcast networks the bitcoin podcast that's a mouthful yeah y'all check out that new intro music from gibbs that shit is the bomb that's just yes i love the message don't you i love the message because like ever since we've started this we've gotten a few letters from people who like send us gifts and said thank you for making us so much money but in reality we're just nerding out about something we like but you guys are the only ones that make yourselves money. Huh? Yeah, if you didn't catch what he says, nobody makes you money but you. The only one yeah. making you money is you. I like it. That's the, that's the sentiment. I, it took me a while to hear. The first time when he, when he sent it to me, like the, the vocals were um, not as like pronounced. And I thought that he said, like, we're the only ones making you money. And I was like, yeah, no, no, like- no. No, can't can't say that, man. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. The one, only one making you money is you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's perfect. <laughs> trying to turn us into Gibbs when the community <laughs> comes after us and it fucking blows us up. Yeah, and, if, you, uh, if you like that, uh, go check out Gibbs. He's a, uh, he was a, uh, he's a guy that I saw as an opening act for a, a different band that I enjoy. And I started following and became a fan of his music and reached out and he's, 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 he was cool across trying to make our intro music. So apparently you can do that. You just reach out to people and ask them things and they do stuff yeah, for you if, you if you pay yeah. them. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been in an elevator like at like 4.35 in the morning, like real early in the morning and the elevator music seems louder than it usually is? That oh. seems like our new intro seems like the perfect start your day elevator music early in the morning you're on the grind and then that comes on maybe it is gonna... the perfect way to start your day uh see i know you, you saw what i did there <laughs> I knew you saw anyway it. uh welcome to the bitcoin podcast yeah um this is a show about stuff we talk about all kinds of stuff really so tune in i'm glad you found us and this is your, if this is your first time listening, boy, are you in for a show? Yeah, this is You've not got some shit going not, on. This is not a typical Bitcoin podcast, I'd say. Yeah. Um, what, uh, 
So how was your week, man? Uh, my week was good. The uh, got past the first week of the status audit, which I am, you know, coordinating and handling. Nice. Got a couple small bugs found, taking care of those. You know, that's what Order. happens when you get audits, and we'll keep moving forward. That's pretty much my my life. I got a buddy here um, that came in this weekend. We're gonna go to the Renaissance Festival today. I'm gonna go nerd out and people watch. And like, can you please go dress as Mississippi pimps? I don't dress up, dude. <laughs> Why not? What? Up. Why? I, got time, I got time for that. I don't even, I don't even own dress up clothes. Like, where am I? We're gonna yeah. find like pointy, pointy elf shoes. Well, this is your time to prepare for next year, Corey. I'm gonna need you to get a Mississippi pimp costume <laughs> and go to the medieval fair I'm as not a even Mississippi sure pimp. What a Mississippi pimp costume is. Just type in Mississippi pimp. I, and I have to mute myself because my keyboard's so loud. Okay. That's what it sounds like when he types. It sounds like somebody's stepping on Captain Crunch when he types. Yeah, that's probably stupid of me to have like uh, really loud switches on my keyboard, my mechanical keyboard. Well, I mean, considering you record now, we if we had like a like a studio set up and somebody was in the other area googling stuff as we talked about it, that'd be dope. But yeah, anyways. What'd you find out about Mississippi Pimps? Oh, it's basically like the player, like the, the player haters ball. Would you, if you were a pimp, what would be your line that you say to your bottom bitches? It's mm. gonna can't just can't just like pull that off the top of my head. I gotta I gotta think on that one. Okay, put it. Let's just, I'll put it in the back put, of my brain. We'll see if it comes out later. Here's okay. You're a pimp, right? You're chilling in your hotel playing Madden, and your hoe comes in and she says, "I didn't make any money today, baby." What's your initial? What's your immediate response? Better get back out there. Are you kidding me? I'm not a very good pimp, man. <laughs> oh my god! Everyone would want to work for you. I bet you give them a four hundred one k. Yeah, man. You gotta you gotta <laughs> make the people who plan. work for you happy. You, they gotta they gotta be happy. You're misconstruing the point and the 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 pro like the the pros of being a pimp, Corey. The pros of being a pimp is you dominate the situation and not have to pay those expenses. Maybe that's why I'd be a terrible pimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, girl. Get back out there. Oh, I didn't say it's okay. Board. I never said it was okay. Don't put words. Oh, in my mouth. okay. Is is Petty gonna have to smack a bitch? Is that what you didn't <laughs> say? <laughs> Oh, Wayne Brady style. I would probably say something stupid as hell. Like, so you telling me you didn't pick up no sugar today? You know, daddy likes his sugar. And then it would be, I don't know if I could commit to violence. That'd be tough. I played mental abuse. I'm pretty sure. Not, not physical. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't touch, yeah. I don't touch women. Just, yeah. gotta, you gotta make them feel bad. I'd stay up to the wee hours in the morning. This is going knitting. off the rails. It's already started. Bro. Let's, let's, yeah. uh, let's, uh, hold up. I just got to tell you about my one dastardly plan as a Mississippi pimp. And How much time you spend thinking about this? Uh, literally just the past 35 seconds, but I feel like this is a good idea. I would, I would re knit all of their underwear, smaller sizes. So they all think that they're getting overweight and that would make them work harder. For so me. you're a knitting pimp. All right. 
right. Yeah, man. They call me Lil Nitty. Lil Nitty. <laughs> they call me Lil Nitty. <laughs> and then I would just like all their underwear. I take one size down. And <laughs> like, Daddy, I feel like I'm gaining weight. Like I told you, you should be eating all them damn sugary snacks. Now go get make Daddy his sugar. And that's how that goes. So, in a world. In a world. Okay. Um. Yeah. So let's get into it. So today's interview was with uh, Nicholas Dorier. Uh, he's the um, he's a developer. He's been a developer on Bitcoin Core, and he's pretty much like the lead uh, uh, project uh, developer. I guess you'd call that a thing. I don't know. I'm just using words at this point. But he's the leader of the crew that basically created uh, BTC Pay and BTC Pay Server is an open source payment processor, um, and it was built specifically to challenge centralized processors like BitPay, Zappo was one, Coinbase was one. But as you can see, the operative word is was because it's really difficult to run a payment processor on top of Bitcoin. And BitPay has made a lot of enemies over the years, and now people are really switching to BTC Pay and loving it. So, Why are they loving it? Um, uh, more freedom. Uh, you can build it how you want because it's a protocol. So uh, it's really easy to use, really easy to implement. You can use Lightning Network, you can use Bitcoin, you can use Litecoin. Um, you can basically use anything you want if your development team is good enough to program using the BTC Pay server code. So, but that's a much deeper conversation, right? Now we're getting into let's make let's make it deep. All right. <laughs> Deeper than a Jenna Jameson video. So, um, money, right? It's supposed to be store of value, medium of exchange, unit of account. And what, from what we've seen, uh, cryptocurrencies having problems satisfying the medium of exchange and unit of account aspects of money. Except for the Bitcoin Cash community, they apparently got it all figured out over there. And we're just late to the game. Uh, but... <laughs> um, what do you think, Corey? Like, do you think that like we'll ever get to a point where we can satisfy the sheer volume of transactions needed for something to be a global currency? Here, here's the thing: I like to start this conversation. We need a global currency. As humans, we will need this at some point in our future, right? Because there's going to be a lot going on. NASA, did you see that NASA's holding on to news that they have that's so riveting they just can't tell everyone? No, I didn't. Because they're oh my god! So the, the the director of NASA, they've made a discovery on Mars, and they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna hold on to this one because we don't think humanity can take it." What, <laughs> dude? Okay, let me get you the article. I'm I'm not bullshitting you. I saw this shit last week. We talk about we, we I'll, I'll read it later. That's we'll just assume you're correct for now. Keep going. Uh, but you're gonna do it anyway. All right. I'm sorry. I just needed to tell you because it's not. I just wanted to, to get you the article so you see. But what that tells me is like, okay, like if we're going to become an advanced civilization or advanced species or whatever, it's going to involve some space exploration. It's going to involve us doing things that we've never, ever done before. But in that world, that's so many eons beyond when I die, right? We're living on different planets. Maybe we're, we got a fucking colony on an asteroid for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Humans be crazy. But at that point in time, you can't have these little, you know, fiat currencies that only apply to a very small percentage of the human population as a whole that have way different rule sets and way different behavior. Like, it's not going to work. We're going to need something that is standard 
for the whole world. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. Why go? I think the problem with um, having basically what you said, like smaller community monies, we look at like all the different fiats across the globe, um, like sovereign sovereign monies for countries. Um, it's the problem of this is the price discovery of when and the transition from one to the other. Mm-hmm. And the liquidity associated with that. So, like, um, if I want to trade one, you know, hundred million dollars to uh, the equivalent of that in Brazilian reals, am I going to change the price uh, in the process of making that trade for everyone else? So, like, like liquidity, I want to be able to. Sure I, I want to make sure I can do that without without having slippage or changing the price, things like that. And so, and also, like, how, how do you find that price? What is the what is the correct ratio of the underlying like more kind of mathematically abstract idea of value? Um, like what because we all have the idea of like how much something is worth in our head, and then money, in whatever shape it takes, is just a proxy for that value. Mm. For so us, is to, it old? It, Go ahead. That's that. That's what like the unit account is, storage value medium exchange. Is that we're just we've, instead of you know the incidents of once in the past bartering days. I'm not doing service for, you know, 10 chickens because I don't fucking want chickens. I got enough chickens. I'm doing it for money, which allows me to, like, I'm doing it for this abstract thing, this proxy for value or for that work that I can then go turn into whatever I want. And so instead of doing directly for the, like, trying to work for the thing I want, I work for a proxy for the thing I want because everyone can agree on... Uh, well, hopefully, everyone can agree on the value and amount of that proxy. Mm. Um, so a lot of that is can, like is like price discovery of or, or value discovery of the services and goods that are being provided in, amongst humans, and I think that's an infrastructure problem. And it's more reasonable to have community monies, and then. A really and, and then a really good way to find the correct exchange rate for whatever I want with whatever I have. Um, yeah, but what if your community's value is shit? Then you better enjoy a different community. You don't have to be in one community. That's the thing. It's like there's always going to be if you if you think about it in like programming terms, an API from one thing to the other. There's going to be links between different communities and an associated value exchange rate. Between those communities, it's just depending on how much those two communities communicate, depends on how solid that exchange rate is. And if it's not good, you go somewhere. You go through it. You go through a different community to get there. You go through a different thing to get there. And we're seeing this kind of happen with cryptocurrencies. Is that like I can make something in something in, in, in one small community and then exchange it for something else, typically Bitcoin or Ethereum, and then put it into something else that I want. And so like. You have larger currencies that end up being somewhat of a medium of exchange or, or like unit of account, but they don't have to be universal. So I like the idea of maybe like hierarchies or like use cases even with with currencies or values, like digital assets, value. I don't know the right word for it, but like a good use case for one of these things a is just to be a dasset. It's just be the thing that people like. 
maybe maybe that maybe that is money, but I I think money is too narrow of a term. We gotta evolve, like if we're gonna you if we're gonna really change anything, right? There's gotta be some sort of evolution, um, sociologically, because um, they're they're just does they're does because when you get to the point of like what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode with like space travel and that kind of shit. All of a sudden, these minerals and things that we valued so much, when the act, when the amount of them approaches infinity as a, in in relation to how we use them, like, well, what do we value now? Well, that's no longer scarcity, right? It's, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, no, you can only have no value when there's a tradable scarcity. And that's what's nice about cryptocurrency is that you kind of create this digital scarcity and then trade it around. And you then, depending on the rules that you set when you create this thing, that's it. Or yeah. there's more, depending on however you set it up. But like right if now, we've walk. used minerals and resources and gems and rubies and diamonds and shit like that because they were scarce. When they lose that potential kind of uh, like surface level va- valuability of being scarce, then the only thing, the reason why they're valuable is because they're useful. So like, you know, diamonds are useful for cutting things, so on and so forth. You know, gold is useful for conductivity. Uh, things like that, right? Copper is useful for you know temperature con- like temperature conductivity. Um, yeah, but that's not that has nothing to do with their scarcity. So if you want to derive something from scarcity, probably digital assets are going to be the best way to do it because those can be controlled and then not manipulated later on down the line. Mm. Um, but you also come to the problem of like the 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 cost per using it has to it has to be good enough that it doesn't cost too much to do the thing you want to do. And with the way currencies or most cryptocurrencies are implemented right now, it's too much. Like you're not like using Bitcoin to buy coffee probably isn't a good idea. It's a waste. It's a waste of basically like the money. If you look at the long tail of things, it just becomes blatantly obvious to me that, you know, if we don't move Whatever system we move to, consensus algorithm-wise, there's going to be eventual centralization. and Centralization of well, what? Like for proof of work, right? Mining is going to move to a point where there will be some big bosses in the game that have, I think, at most, maybe 21 to 22% of, of the network, right? I think that's just going to be the way it goes. Just because of, like, natural competition, man, like... Some people are really good at making miners and some people are really good at upgrading theirs and doing the research and some people aren't. Like some people have good pickaxes and some people don't. Like, like okay, think, think of the gold rush. It started out with a bunch of fucking gym bobs going out to Cali with a pickaxe and a dream and then eventually it turned into like huge companies with huge machines that have dedicated machinery and people to work those machinery and they won. The, they won. They were the winners. What's the what's the downside of that in the context of cryptocurrencies? Well, I mean, in cryptocurrencies, the downside of that is like, of course, you know, you have people that would have a large share of the money that's being introduced into the system or the value that's being introduced slash preserved slash. Um, that gets less and less of a problem as time goes on, because well, at least with, in, the, in the case of Bitcoin, because of the diminishing money supply. Yeah, but there's still going to be value introduced in this, in the form of fees. Okay, but that's that's a that's a more of their it, they're being paid for service at that point. 
which should which should come to an equilibrium of of the amount of fees um, being being consumed through service of the token. Well, now I guess I see the advantage of proof of stake because if you do have something like that goes on, you don't know who it is. You know what I mean? There's no physical connection. So, like, okay, say, say we do have some work is, is, proof of work is more uh, harder to capture who's who's doing it than proof of stake by far. It is. I thought by proof far. of stake is just is, is all digital, right? So you don't know whose wallets own it. But you know the distribution of wallets. You don't. You don't know. I don't know. Really, um, a priori, what hash power is being applied to the Bitcoin network by looking at hash power. I can I only. I can a only. The other day, it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I only I know. I only know where the hash <laughs> power is based on you know, a, a few metrics, but most of it is who's mining the blocks and what they're putting into their their block as they mine it. And then looking mm. at that distribution, which is a historical record. Hmm. Well, we've nerded out a lot right now. Yeah. But where we started was with with paying for things. And the topic of conversation, audience, was supposed to be point-of-sale systems. But as you can see, when we start talking about Mississippi pimps, pimpage, things will go off the, off the rails. But I don't know. I, I think you're right. Like, yeah, communities are going to have their own separate value. It's and it's going to be up to the community. I, I like the world that you're proposing, right? Because it's, then it's up to the community to say, okay, if your value is shit compared to the standard that we're using, well, you need to do some more shit, man. You need to be a better community. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's an emergent way of identifying where you sit in the world. And if you want more, you need to do more. There was this this guy, um, very rich guy on CNN Business, and he did an interview on a panel the other day. Damn, my life is weird. I watch so much random shit. But anyways, do. I was listening to him talk. He's a billionaire, and he said something along the lines of, my billions are useless. And I felt like going through the screen and choking this man with his tie because I was like, I'll take some. I'll, t I'll take some. But he was like, my billions are useless, and we need to elevate capitalism to not only trying to make a profit, but trying to make a profit for the good. And I was like, um, what does that mean? Yes, that's that's where I was, because I think um, I think he's been so wealthy for so long. He lives in a different world than I do, because I didn't even understand the words that were coming out of his mouth. I was like, dude, it'd be really easy for me to do good if I had as much money as you have. I'd open some schools. I opened some barbershops. Yeah, but I think when you get to that amount of money, um, more often than not, the goal, the, the use of that money is to put it in places that will make that money grow while also um, boosting something. It's, 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 enough of, it's enough capital to like, simultaneously grow and help at the same time. And I think that's, that's the mentality of most rich people is how do I allocate my money so that it helps while growing at the same time. I, I will always get a return on things that I do. Very rarely do people just throw money at something with no expectation of return, monetary returns, in it's my, in my so opinion. Stuff. I'm also not rich, so I could be completely wrong. So, we, Corey, we need to get rich, man. I think we'd be badass rich people. Bitcoin I think we'd have um, Please make us rich so we can have better conversations on the show. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd Go be to dope. the website, click on Donate, and make us rich, and then we will have much more informed discussions yeah. on what rich people do. Daddy needs some sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but the whole point, sorry. So, by the way, this is the point where we're going to pimp ourselves a little bit. Uh, yeah, if you like what you're listening to, go to the BitcoinPodcast.com, explore our shit. But most hopefully, we expect you explore the Slack tab, join it, join Slack, hang out with us. These kind of conversations happen all day or day. We really do, um, man. That's like we have a steady stream of quality conversation happening in the Slack. Yeah, it will get a hint. It will get a hint political as the our U.S. elections are coming up really soon, and everybody has to throw their two cents in. It's just how our system works. So two if you're not Satoshis. in the U.S., yes, yeah, our two Satoshis. Uh, if you're not in the U.S. and you don't care about that kind of conversation, it only takes place in one to two channels of the of the lots. Yeah, um, and you can just avoid them. Um, what was I looking at? Why don't we swing, uh, it, so swing we, it to the interview? Yeah, we're going to swing to the interview because we didn't talk about point-of-sale systems at all. But um, So this week we interviewed uh, Nicholas Dorier, uh, BTC Pay Server. I've already said all that. It was a great interview. A little tough to hear because he was in Japan and I was not. So uh, unfortunately, the internet's still sending data through tubes is a tough swing series of tubes yeah series of tubes is a tough swing because it is it, it, it was tough but you know bear with it um very very bright man uh worked on when i say worked on B, uh, bitcoin core he you know submitted things and they were approved and he i mean he, for those of you that work on an open source project you know what it means to say yeah i worked on that I well, looked at the code a, and to I, be a significant contributor to a large open source project is, a, I think, is a very big thing. Um, yeah, because it usually passes a lot of vetting in order to get into the code base. Once something becomes of, of a certain popularity, the rules and checks and balances and discussion around actually incorporating something um, gets larger. If it's a small thing, it's like, yeah, sure, to make a make a pull request, I'll automatically merge it without checking anything. But it's mm-hmm. something as big as Bitcoin Core that goes through some serious delegation and discussion before saying, yes, this gets included and now part of the standard. This man's got wicked awesome hair, too. He looks like Maxi from Soul Calibur. Shit is dope. All right. Anyways. Here it is. And welcome to another Bitcoin podcast interview. Uh, today's special guest is Nicholas Dorier. Uh, he has been a Bitcoin developer with Bitcoin Core. He's now the CEO, the chief executive officer of BTC Pay, uh, an open source payment processor that's currently putting the, the grip on um, BitPay, which is like uh, losing, losing its uh, market share. And the old payment processing of crypto scenario, because BitPay kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie. We tried to use it. <laughs> it's giving us a pain <laughs> in the ass. Um, but, Nicholas, welcome to the show. Thanks. Well, actually, you, you call me the CEO of BTC Pay, but I like to refer the CEO as a Pavel Next, which is one of the contributors in, uh, in the chat, because you always take care of everything. On my side, I'm just coding and writing on the wave. Nice. They 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 call me the emperor. (laughs) They call you the emperor. Yes. (laughs) That's That's why I wish to you. Okay, it's it's a legit nickname. (laughs) You know, 
Like, I wouldn't fight it. I'm not going to fight it. So well, I'm not fighting you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I guess we like to start our interviews the same. And that is, you know, there was a point in time when Bitcoin wasn't a part of your life. Cryptocurrency wasn't a part of your life. What were you doing then? And then at what point did you uh, fall into crypto? Yeah, so before Bitcoin, I was a Microsoft certified trainer, which means that I was a kind of a freelance that was called by training centers to give trainings about programming in uh, Microsoft technologies uh, to inside inside businesses. Uh, was very very good job. Like I mean, it's very uh, it's a very easy way to make money. Uh, but I did that for like maybe three or four years. And, uh, when I discovered Bitcoin, uh, so it was, uh, after MTGOX, uh, I, I, I start looking about around Bitcoin because I was wondering why it's not dead yet. And, uh, it turns out that the re- response to this question broke me deeper in the rabbit hole. And uh, since I discovered Bitcoin, I never gave any training anymore. <laughs> nice. So you went from training uh, for Microsoft, which I know had to be pretty lucrative because there's a lot of people out there that have no idea. Well, the, the, it's not only this, but like, for example, in France, there is like a government that force businesses to spend a specific amount of their profit every year for training to their, um, to their uh, employees, which means that basically those, en- those businesses are really price insensitive because they have to spend the money so that's why it's very recreative business nice and well that's got to be good revenue coming in you know the government's got to spend it so you just got to be at the right time so that's awesome (laughs) Um, yes so let's 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 dive into ptc pay what what i'd like to know is obviously you saw there was a problem and it needed to be solved, and BTC Pay solves it. So, what was that problem that sparked you guys to build this up? Well, so we are, you often hear that you cannot build something decentralized on top of something centralized. Uh, and as far as I know, like Bitcoin is uh, decentralized. The internet, even if it has like some defects, it's still decentralized. Uh, but the problem with Bitcoin is that using uh, the, the Bitcoin RPC to, to create your own business or like, you know, building your own business on top of Bitcoin was pretty complicated stuff. <coughs> and um, and the, the, the obvious uh, consequences when it's very difficult to build your services on top of Bitcoin is that you end up relying on uh, infrastructure provider that have resources to hire developers to build this infrastructure so you, you can build on top of it. So that's what we saw. Like there were lots of business like uh, blocks. I mean, block cipher, they're still around, but like uh, BitPay and like many others, like uh, blockchain info as well. Like developer, instead of building on top of Bitcoin directly, they were always using those sort of intermediary, uh, intermediary that made their life as a developer simple. Uh, but it didn't have to be that. So I was fine with it until like uh, shit hits the pan, you know, like everything is great. 
uh, when every, everybody get along. But uh, you know, when when the middle ma- the middleware start uh, you know imposing rules, you know that it's going bad. So that's when I created BTC Pay, basically, so that people can build apps on top of Bitcoin without uh, deep technical skill that require uh, Bitcoin Core, and uh, and without uh, the other like middlemen. Mm. Yeah, I, I, people started to get really upset, myself included, with BTC Pay when they were doing things like pay an extra amount to hit the fast track, and um, and then sometimes. The transactions they get a little slowed down with BTC Pay, which was also annoying. And then during 2017, when there was the fee, the great fee war, at the tail end of the year, it was BitPay was getting starting to get pricey to use. So yep. that it just was really tough. That's all. Yeah, yeah I, it, I, I, I think I think that now I'm very happy because like there is so many other projects. Not only BTC Pay, but many projects that that take care of like the infrastructure layers, like it's for example Dojo projects. Uh, many many that try to 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 do this this kind of infrastructure, and I think right now the infrastructure level of Bitcoin is fine. I think the base layer is fine, so I'm very bullish. Uh, but yeah, back in the day, it was not uh, <laughs> it was not well it was not one this time. Yeah, I mean. slowly is upgrading it upgrades a lot slower than a lot of other chains but it's slowly growing and and to that to that um effect btc pay works with segwit yeah yes yeah from day one beautiful and also lightning yeah yeah of course like uh we were so we are always fighting with other like uh, open node and everywhere. Who would could say that we are the first uh, payment processor to accept Lightning? Yeah, I, I think it's us. Uh, we we did it like uh, I think it was in uh, so it was in I, I think around March 2018. I think yeah, something like this. So pretty early. Uh, Segwit, it was the first. So, as a, as a background, I'm also like the maintainer of nBitcoin, which is a library in .NET to code on top of Bitcoin. And basically, like when Segwit was being uh, developed, I at the same time I was implementing it at nBitcoin level, so I, I was able to give some feedback on it. And uh, which means that I was ready, you know, I didn't have to wait, for example, for another library like Bitcoin J to take like one year before supporting SegWit. I could just support SegWit in my library and then directly use it inside BTC Pay. Beautiful. So is that just one instance of like, since you've worked so intimately with Bitcoin Core, um, do you find that gives you kind of an advantage? Because, I mean, you you were a core developer and... Wow. So, I, I so co- when people say core developer, is they, they they kind of think of like you know people that code on on Bitcoin Core every day. Uh, on my side, it's not really the case. It's it's really sometimes I have a need, and I just you know make a pull request and get it merged. Uh, sometimes I review some stuff, but my main main of what i do is like outside of bitcoin core it's like on on btc pay really 
But uh, as far as SegWit was concerned, like, you know, I, I was very uh, enthusiastic about SegWit, so I really wanted to use it fast. So basically, it's, it's for it's for my by my own uh, or I can say incentives that I, I helped it, but you know I was just one tester and providing feedback on that. That's it. I didn't code too much on around this. So you coded <laughs> out of the good of your heart for your own selfish reasons. Yes, <laughs> I'm very fan of this. Like That's if you okay, don't have code. a selfish reason to do something, then uh, maybe it's wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's okay, you know, if if your selfish reasons end up helping everyone. That's my opinion of it all. But anyways, but like like for for example, like if somebody make a new feature in BTCP and just thinks, oh, that would be nice, but they don't want themselves to use it in general. I'm pretty, uh, I don't really want to merge it because when when you have when the developer of the feature don't himself want to use it, which it means that it become a maintenance burden and maybe something that nobody uses, but is still a weight in the code. So I'm always like trying to, you know, motivate people to work on uh, on stuff they want, so that they they have incentive to you know keep it going. Yeah, I found that is very interesting with develop the developer community is that you almost have to give them an out to work on something they're passionate about or else they're not going to work on something that you want them to work work on uh, oh it's, yeah it's, it's like uh you gotta play open source is impossible yeah yeah it's if you're managing a team of devs out there i feel your pain yeah um, so, so that, that that's that's how in, in in open source you you don't manage basically you try uh, my, my role as a maintainer of BTCP is basically to provide the ground. So like people that want to implement things, they can do it without too much frictions. But, uh, you know, like open source is everybody's an herd of cat, basically. You know. Cannot Herding control cats. anything. That's right. Yes. So you, you, you just have to, prov- to provide like 30 grounds so they can do what they want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, uh, does BTCP keep track of the price of Bitcoin versus fiat? Like internally? Well, we, we, we need for it for uh for uh for for creating the invoices because the invoice has a rate change rate. Mm-hmm. So we did it, yeah. How do you, how do you guys do that? Uh we have like a rating engine, so like we support like a bunch of exchanges. It takes so the merchant choose the exchanges they want to take the uh, the pricing from. On top of it, you can add like uh, some kind of premium, and you um, can also make some kind of rules. Like you can say, okay, I want to let the price come fifty percent from Coinbase, fifty percent from Kraken, and I take the average of it. You can create some kind of rules like this. Nice. So, since BTC Pay <laughs> is open source. Have you seen any implementations or use cases that you didn't imagine would come up um, from since you original, like you originally created well, it? Well, well, like every every day, like it's maybe grow and grow. But basically, at the beginning, it was really a merchant solutions. But <clears throat> as time goes on, like it become more like a, a, a server for individual 
for individuals, not only for merchants. And one feature, for example, I will never have guessed is like the crowdfunding features uh, that we use for the tour for fundraising, for example. Like, I didn't know that it will be done. Uh, the point of sale system as well, it started very simple, but like people kept improving, improving, improving on it. Now it's like a very good uh, point of sale directly integrated into it. I could not think about it. Like um, also BTC Pay is like a real. You can really use it as a uh, as a as a wallet, and uh, use your hardware wallet to sign or to to export PSBT. Like it's it's this kind of feature I could not I could not see see before. But like it's it's improving every day. As, you know, every time somebody has a need and try to do it, uh, you know, it's improved in a way that I cannot. Yeah. For C, basically. That's got to be exciting to see. Yes, it is. Um, is there any mechanism for like doing refunds? Like, say I'm, you know, running a running a hut at a conference. I got some merch. I'm trying to sell some T-shirts and some hats. You know, somebody buys a shirt, but then they try it on and they're like, "Yeah, I'm too fat for this shirt." And I'm like, "It's okay. You're not fat. You don't have to say that about yourself. Maybe you just." you know, eat too many burgers, just slow down on the burgers and then, like, <laughs> just give me a different shirt. And I'm like, okay, I could do that. But now I got a refund. Can I do that easily with BTC pay? Yeah. So th this is one of the done part of it. Like uh, our refund process is not very good. Um, so basically the way, the, the way it happened, like the, the mer on the merchant side, he has, um, he knows exactly the rate when, when the sale happened. But then you have to, and you you don't really know what what do you give back? Do you give back? Do you refund exactly the amount of Bitcoin that you received, or you you refund the amount of dollar that you received? Um, so basically, we say we don't want to you know take a choice for for, for the merchant uh, uh, instead of the merchant. The merchant should you know. Find the random answer by himself, but on our side, we sh we could pr provide a better U uh, UX to show. Okay, if you reimburse on the price uh, in dollars, uh, you will need to send that much Bitcoin. If you send back in Bitcoin, you need to send that much. Uh, if you want to reimburse in Bitcoin, you need to send that much. Uh, we didn't do that. Uh, good enough for now i think i think it's one of the things we, we definitely need, need to do it's also kind of tough <laughs> you end up selling things uh you know during a volatile time in the market it's a really tough decision you know, yeah it's like you yeah, know, yeah i didn't expect you to return that thing so it's like <laughs> i don't know how we're gonna yeah do this. so yeah and uh, like in general it need to be uh i guess uh, for the merchants it need to be um Announced upfront. Okay, this invoice will be uh, reimbursed in dollars or in BTC. Yeah. Uh, else, else, like, you, if the 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 merchant and the user might disagree on what to choose, and like, it's nobody's fault. Mm -hmm. So, let's see. So, if I am that merchant, how easy is it to set up BTC Pay? If I am in that booth, Do I I just need an interconnection, put a BTC Pay server on the cloud, you know, tablet. 
Like, what have you seen that process go through? If, if somebody is listening right now and they are a merchant and they want to set this up, what's the quick easy? Yeah, steps? yeah. So it depends on your on your level of uh, let's say uh, technical enthusiasm. Uh, so, for example, if you are really uh, tech enthusiast, you can try to deploy it on a Raspberry Pi, like uh, Alicia talked about before. Uh, so it's very easy, but like, you know, it's still, you, you need to run some command line or stuff like this. So it's not for everybody. Uh, if you're not really technical, what you can do is to, to host on some, uh, servers on the cloud. So one of the one that we re recommend right now, it's a Luna node. So the Luna node deployment doesn't require any technical skill. It's really like a wizard to follow through. And then you have your own instance, and you can do whatever you want. Uh, we have lots of video on uh, on YouTube, uh, depending on what you want uh, to achieve. We, we we every every month we make new new videos. So yeah, definitely check out this. And you don't need any command line. No, it's only only pure uh, wizard wizard. Yeah, I'd have to take that route. That have to be the yes. route that I take. So, it's also it's a bit of a concern. It's it's cool, but uh, it's uh, on our side it's a bit of concern as well because like Luna Node is very good, so we recommend it to everybody. But if everybody starts using Luna Node and some something happened, then uh, then it will be a big drama. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm looking for I, I'm talking with a new host provider right now, and I'm hoping that I I can like. Um, you know, find new hosting company to to push people through, and uh, so so that if LunaNode disappear, I don't have like uh, thousands of merchants ending up on the chat mattermost asking me what's happening. You, know? <laughs> you don't want those problems. I'm glad you get out ahead. Yes. Of it. Yes. Um, so, do you guys plan on offering any other current any other cryptocurrencies? Or is it just BTCP? Just BTC. Well, there, there is a there is a bunch of them actually. Like uh, there is a bunch of them. I I don't know them by heart because I never use them. I want to go and check. I check on the website once around. I'd imagine Litecoin's probably a good one, and some of the more popular ERC twenties are probably on so, as well. So in well known one, there is. Dash, Doggy Coin, Feather Coin, Grother Coin, Litecoin, Monacoin, Via Coin, and mm -hmm. Bitcoin Gold. Uh, yeah, so there is a bunch of them. Uh, there, there is as well. Um, there is as well uh, one that is coming. Uh, I think it will be Monero. Like uh, one, one developer got funded uh, to do this, so uh, so it would come. Uh, but Frankly speaking, as far as BTC base concern, ninety-nine percent of deployments just have Bitcoin. You know, so the the because in BTC pay everybody run a full node, uh, need to run the full node. It means that it consumes resources, which has a very big impact in terms of stability of the server and in the pricing of the server. So basically, because of these costs, like. Most people just choose Bitcoin. That's it, you know. Mm -hmm. Be uh, they they might have as well. 
in the future they might have as well uh, liquid BTC and um, and tether liquid, mm-hmm. but uh, it's still far, far down the road. Okay. Um, I'm trying to look at see if there's any other questions I have for you. Do, oh, here's one. Here's one. Do you guys make money or plan to make money in the future for BTC Pay, or is it it's just open source? It's a dot org. It's yeah, no. So there, there is no, there is no plan to make money. Um, so we we built the foundation, like the BTC BTC Pay Foundation. That is, so like I said, uh, when I announced it, we we get lots of contribution co- coming from everywhere, like translation, documentation, videos, blogs. There's so many people that help us. And one of the things that happened was company wanting to help us uh, by donating, but we didn't have proper structure to accept donations. Mm. So that's why we did this BTC Pay Foundation and uh, and um, and uh, Square Crypto provide, uh, provided us a grant of one, uh, 100000 uh, dollars uh, to the project. Congratulations! Um, thanks. Uh, I think there is also like a Digilad that will also give us some money. Uh, so we, so it's one way we we manage to get money. Um, the other way, I cannot say we because it's uh, it's like a kind of individual. But uh, very often, like there is people that have business and that want very specific development on top of BTC Pay. In this case, it happened that uh, so, some some uh, some contributor get um, like hired to have them and receive money in compensations. So typically, for example, the, the Monero support is exactly this. It's not because we like we like Monero, it's just because it's pay work. So it's uh, another model, model, but uh, like uh, this is like from individual contributor and like not at the at the project level, basically. Would you guys ever consider like a business model, like a hey, here's a customer service well, thing that we could spark up, and you don't have to pay for it. Of course, we're gonna leave you in a position to where you can run this BTC Pay server on your own, and you could just keep it running on your own. But if you have questions. You can. Yeah, it's kind of the. <laughs> it's kind of the Red Hat model, right? Um, so we were talking about that at one point, but uh, so for, for for personal reason on my on my side, it's very hard to create any new business right now. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm very busy basically, so and like the the team can't do that. Uh, the, don't want to do that without me. So like we needed a way like to still receive money to support their effort uh, without making it commercial. So yeah, I think the, for now the foundation is the best, best way. Yeah. We don't yeah. plan to do uh, to do any uh-huh. consulta- consulting kind of stuff. I mean, uh, I mean, as a yourself. company. Hmm? I said, you need to clone yourself. And then, you yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, like creating a company like Credit, for example, it's so on my side. I'm a developer. I want to focus on coding. Uh, managing a company is a different matter, and like it's 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 something that is that I already already been through and it's pain in the ass. So I prefer keeping it simple. Yeah, you're not lying there. 
managing a company is uh it's a daily adventure uh, to say yes so i um, prefer brewing uh, myself in the code <laughs> do you have uh do you have any idea how many deployments there are in the wild like in like how no, many people no no idea so i i no idea um it's a good thing right if I, if I if i would say uh, <clears throat> so we so they also there is like some merchants that don't sell false btc pay and instead use a uh, third-party providers so hmm. like for example btc pay jungle is the third-party provider so if you are a merchant you don't want your own server you can use them but you don't have lightning payments if you do this uh, they have a bunch of merchants as well. So I, I guess if we if we consider everybody at, I don't know, it's like a number off top of my head, but maybe 5,000. But I, I have no way to be sure about that, basically. Do you, do you see merchants eventually, like, because the whole dream that everyone had is that, you know, there's no transaction, there's no fees, and it's cheaper to, to use Bitcoin than it is as a merchant it's cheaper to take your money in Bitcoin than it is to take a visa swipe, you know? Yeah. Is that still reigning true? Do you think? And do you think it's enough of an impetus to get a little bit more adoption from merchants globally? Well, like we, we, we should not like promise them that it will still be the case. Like it's still the case now, but, uh, the only way to ensure it's the case is if the merchant is using Lightning Network. In Lightning Network, it will be cheap always. But like for Bitcoin, it turns out that it's still cheap right now. I think the, on my side, I think the biggest power of, of uh, Bitcoin really is in, um, is in a global, when you, you create a, a service that is global, uh, I think it's where we Bitcoin shine because it's right now, if you, if you want to create a global service and getting paid from everybody in the world, like you have huge, not, not only huge processing fee, but huge, like, a uh, uh, overweight management, you know, sometimes it stops working. Sometimes you have chargeback, uh, sometime like your customer get rejected for some uh, obscure reason. It's very time sink. On the other hand, when you accept Bitcoin, like, you know, it always works. Like there is never problems. So I think it, it's where Bitcoin really shine is not in the fees. It's 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 in the fact that you can accept money from uh, whoever you want, uh, wherever it is in the planet, without any conditions. So I have an example. When when I came in Japan, uh, I could not get any credit card or debit card. Uh, because I was a foreigner and I, in this country, it's quite difficult to have credit card. I, I managed to get a debit card, but like this debit card, like very often overseas cannot pay anything and cannot withdraw anything. It doesn't work very well. <coughs> so on the other side, I had a, a Microsoft uh, a subscription for Microsoft Azure. And when I was in Japan, I basically I could not pay my subscription because all my cards were just being rejected. Like mm. my Japanese card don't mm. work with. So I opened like the, the Microsoft Azure in in uh, Japan, and basically 
Microsoft, Azure, and Japan like rejecting my card. One time it accepted it, then after three months it started rejecting it without any reason. So, and it's Microsoft. You know, they normally they know how to be global, but still it's a pain in the ass to to be able to pay. So at the end of the day, right now when I'm using uh, a service on internet, I only use service that accept Bitcoin. I never pay by credit cards. The only exception is Amazon. Else, like, if you ask money from me, asking to pay in anything else, like, I will never accept. Mm. So I think it's it's where I think Bitcoin will shine, and it's where it will develop. It's uh, it's uh, glo- for for global services. Do you? Is there any so if you are providing a service that's global, um, you know, there's always the tax man that cometh. Is there a way to track your sales tax at all on BTC Pay, or that's got to be something on the merchant side that you keep track of? So uh, on uh, on the merchant side, we provide um, we allow the merchant to to make an export on CSV file. So from CSV file, uh, for, for those that know a bit Excel, it's very easy to make lots of graph and like uh, pivot tables to know what's going on in your business. So, or, or just, you know, pointing each uh, transaction and see if it has been properly recorded. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing we provide. I think one another thing I want to provide uh, at one point is a tool where you can say, you can put like your, uh, the policy, uh, the tax policy where you live and then copy a bunch of transactions and it will automatically calculate how much you need to declare. Um, I, we might do that at one point as well, as a, really as a, as a tool. That would be really advantageous. Um, maybe that's a task for the old open source community of BTC Pay because I think yeah, that's yeah. a lot of headache out of it for uh, merchants to be able to have that automatically tracked. Well, so. well it, it depends because like uh, some merchant I talk about, basically very often they have their own system, so they don't want to do anything else. For example, they have everything on like a, on like a QuickBooks, so they prefer just reporting any line that they have in BTC Pay inside their QuickBooks and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> so it really depends, um, but I think we we'll still provide it because. No, it's. I think it's still useful feature. Is there anything in Bitcoin that you're excited about that's coming up the pipeline, like in Bitcoin development, or you see the community going towards, or what would you like to see of Bitcoin, um, you know, in the near future? Well, uh, so on. So. So my, my, my main focus right now, as far as uh, Bitcoin is concerned, or not focused, but like uh, what, I, what I want in the short term is really uh, uh, Taproot and Schnorr uh, that will allow lots of new things happening, lots of good new things happening. And that, yeah, that, so that, that's what very excites me right now in Bitcoin. But lots of people are, are like, uh, so very often people, Thinking about the future of Bitcoin, are, are are looking too far into the future. On my side, like I think the only the farthest thing I can see is like yeah, it's like Schnorr and Taproots, and I don't want to think about anything else until those two are finally inside the the code and uh, and ready to deployments. But uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know if it will be in 
I don't know if it will be in two months, if it will be in one year, if it will be in five years. I have no fucking idea. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm just, because I cannot really influence it. I, I'm just like doing with the tool that we have today and, uh, and like hope that yeah. the rest is coming. But I don't expect it. No one does. That's the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone does. We're just like, hey, if it happens, it happens. Um, yes. It'd be cool if it did. You know what I think should honestly happen with Bitcoin? Just like it kind of could be a troll move or it could just be a general good move. And that is why don't at the, the base layer, we increase the block size just just a little bit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, why not? Just a, just a little bit, because, you know, fees obviously would come down. Um, and I think think the technology is at a point where it could scale to a, just a small block size increase and plus i would love to troll roger bear because uh, <laughs> he's right well. there but i think it would be just 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 a little increase i don't see anything wrong yeah on my side i think it, it will not be worth the the amount of uh, of uh, ink wasted uh, talking uh, talking about this because like it's at best, a marginal improvements, and uh, like at the end of the day, like if Bitcoin go global, like it will not make lots of difference. So I, I wrote, I wrote like a, a while ago what uh, my oh 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 I am like evaluating if any change in Bitcoin is uh, is moral or not. Like I I made it on in a medium post like long time ago, and. Uh, Basically, I can't see. On my side, I was okay with the block size increase, like that we had uh, during Segwit. But by retrospective, I think it was uh, it was immoral because it's true to argue that by increasing it, you make it harder to protect your Bitcoin because uh, it's harder to protect because it's harder to run a full node. And uh, and uh, for this reason alone, for this fundamental reason alone, it's not right to have somebody, anybody that can trade this attribute with some something else. So on my side, I will just like let it like now. Anyway, it will not be a very big improvement or improve the life of an, an anybody else. Mm. That's an interesting argument that I haven't heard for keeping the block size where it is right now. So that's the first time I've heard that argument is that. Well, so the, the idea is that uh, we value Bitcoin because we value it as money. And one of the properties of money is like protectability. Uh, there is another one that you can say it's portability. Like, you know, if the fees are low, it means that Bitcoin is more portable. You can very easily move it. So it's, uh, so then you have two attributes that are in like, you have, you have those two properties and then you have one attribute that is the block side that you can change to, you know, put more onto one property or more to another. And I think there is no, you know, you cannot make any objective arguments about what is the best between uh, protective, having a, a currency that you can protect or having a currency that uh, you, can, you can easily move. So I think there is no good way to you know they they, they kind of have no objective reason to do one or the other so the best is the statu quo so mm. that's my main uh, my main point on this mm. that's, it's, well 
it's a good thing that the block size debate is in the rear view. So yes, yeah, yeah. I don't think it would come back. I don't think it would come back. There's some other uh, huge debates coming down the pipeline, but I don't want to bring those up. Like fungibility we, is going to be one of them. I think. Well, I, 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 I don't see, I don't see confidential transaction coming anything anywhere near Bitcoin in my lifetime on my side. <laughs> confidential transactions. <clears throat> yeah, for um, like uh, being being like a liquid, being able to hide the amounts of UTXO, uh, the values of an UTXO. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna be something that's gonna fly. So, uh, but, but fungi on fungibility, maybe there will be a war be between people that say, "Oh, we need to KYC all the transaction," and people that say we don't. But th this kind of debate don't matter because at the end of the day, like. Is the design Bitcoin is done like people do what they want. So, well, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? Uh, I think no. I think we're good. Okay. Um, one last question that we ask. Um, but before I say that, I'd like to say thanks, big thanks to Yagi from the Slack community who presented. Most of these questions that I asked on this interview uh, in the Bitcoin Podcast Network, uh, we try to grow our community and our community likes to get involved. Um, so big shout out to Yagi. I hope when you hear this, you smile because um, your questions were asked to Nicholas and uh, that's to anyone else in the Slack. Um, you guys talk all the time, but you know, when you know we have a guest upcoming and there's something that you really want to ask them, uh, just ping us and we will ask the guest. Uh, that's a small ad for the network. Uh, my last question to you, Nicholas, is in 10 words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? Why? Oh, yeah. Well, I need to think. <laughs> I have only one, actually, that come in my mind, which is freedom. Wow. Okay. That's the because, like, really, it's what it's, what it's about, you know. Freedom yeah. to do what you want with your money. It's at the end of the day, it's only this. That is the second time I think we've heard that. And <laughs> it's it's great that like these definitions are getting shorter and shorter. Because when we first started asking that question, like we had some pretty long answers. And now <laughs> everyone tends to be you know, weeding it down. They're like, it's money, it's freedom, it's digital money it's just it's becoming um i guess the word i'm looking for is it's becoming a status quo or a uh, like a household entity now yeah, uh, yeah. i think i think for lots of people right now like holding bitcoin is just having an option to do what to to uh do whatever you want with it in the future i think it's only this like just the freedom yeah well thank you for swinging by um, thanks we appreciate having you keep knocking out of the ballpark with btc pay you're you literally got a standing ovation at bitblock boom when someone <laughs> btc pay um and thanks. Um, I, was, I was really impressed so keep, <laughs> keep hitting home runs i don't know if you watch baseball or not but uh it's a good thing <laughs> thanks a lot and we're back we hope you enjoyed that interview with Nicholas Dorier. We hope that you spark up a BTC pay server if you need to. And they did not pay us to say that. 
Yeah, they didn't. Should they have? Let's write that motherfucker an email. An invoice, invoice sent. Yeah, unsolicited advertisement. <laughs> do you do you hype yourself up before and after you send emails? I do. No, I I, I just rush like, through emails. I'm like, yeah, I gotta send another one. All right, I'm send another one. All right, and then when think when like a, some type of situation gets wrapped up, I'm like, yeah, email chain done. That's I try to like will I try to will the desire that I want through my email while I'm writing it, and then before I send it, I'm like, this is the this is it. This is the one where you get what you want. And then after I send it, I'm like, mm, booyah, it's done. This is the way I've emboldened the universe to my will. <laughs> like, I do. I would love to like. There's a lot that goes on in my head. That, uh, that show, <laughs> Bobby's World. We needed like a Demetrix world just to see what's <laughs> going on in there. There's a lot going on in here, man. It's 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 fun a lot of the time. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. It's very. It's like so. One thing I was doing in 2018 when I quit, put a pause on the old career to see if I could take a swing at the Bitcoin Podcast Network full time. Is I would write SNL skits in my free time, and it should was have fun. been working on the podcast. <laughs> <It was fun. laughs> You're absolutely right. I should have. <laughs> but I wrote this one skit where a guy only moves in slow motion and it pisses everyone off. But when like his in his end product is so good, they just deal with it. So like he physically moves in slow motion. But anyway, it's kind of like uh, what some movie movie about animals. Or like they're at the, the what would be the equivalent of the animal DMV, and like they're all run by sloths. Yeah, yeah, that that guy, that guy, <laughs> yeah, pretty much that guy. But uh, it was funny in my head. But anyways, let's let's get back to to crypto, right? So, um, Corey, you saw, you found something interesting like right before we started to record. Yeah. Uh, so the headline um, was on the Verge, theverge.com. Came out Good name, by the way. two days ago, October 4th. App in the headline. This is not just the headers, but it will be for a few seconds. Apple CEO Tim Cook slams Facebook's Libra cryptocurrency as a power grab. And basically the quotable of this entire story is this. Um, Tim Cook talks to someone and says, I'm really good at, at journalism. Uh, no. I really think that a crypto that a, that a currency should stay in the hands of countries. I'm not comfortable with the idea of a private group settling up a competing currency or setting up a competing currency. Cook told the publication in an interview published today, a private company shouldn't be looking to gain power this way. Um, and when I said this to you, D, you said. I said, um, what did I say? One, I said, like, no shit. Private blockchains don't work. That's not what I said. That's not what you said. You didn't say any of that. You, you basically said, uh, I have some news for you on how the regular banking system works or how the regular. Oh, system yeah, works. that's exactly what I said, because he was like private companies shouldn't be issuing currency. And then I was like, yeah, basically, let me I said, let me bring this to your attention, Mr. Cook. Uh, the Federal Reserve is a gaggle of private banks. <laughs> so um, federal about it. <laughs> We're literally using that system right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I can't believe he doesn't like, I can't believe he doesn't know that. Well, it's like they're, they're I mean? private companies, but they're not companies whose sole purpose is to be a bank and handle money. 
Um, and so the argument would be whether or not, uh, and so also the, the distribution of companies um, within Libra is arguably more diverse um, than a single interest group that is a bunch of banks. And one could argue, maybe or not, are they equipped to make banking decisions, not being in that specialty? Is the diversity of that group broad enough? Um, it's like Those are the types of arguments I think you should be making about who makes the decisions associated with Libra. Now, mm-hmm. I would argue that Libra is better than banks, but not good enough. I think that, like... This is a classic case of American capitalism versus the rest of the world or a lot of places in the world and how we do business like as a country, as our when you have the private sector versus the public sector and like we low key let businesses delegate our governance as to where a lot of other places on the planet, they don't do that. The govern the government tells the businesses like exactly what to do, but here when things get to a point, we let the businesses make the rules. Why money? Money. Point blank. Period. Now, see right? the difference. Also, like the difference in these types of things. If you look at like um, a single business uh, in question, uh, I'm not. I'm not a businessman. I don't know exactly how these things work, but the idea of centralization. Hey, Corey, I got this. I got this for you. You're not a businessman. You're a business man. There you go. <laughs> That's who, who said that, Corey? Hold on. Uh, test. <laughs> I know this. I know this. It's in my head. All right. Maybe if Kanye? I use the voice. Oh, boy. Let's rewind the tracks. Yes. Yeah, I'll it. use the voice and let. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Jay-Z? Did you just say Gay-Z? I said Jay-Z. You said Gay-Z. I did not. That's a really good name. That's a really good porn name. <laughs> you just said I did not Gay-Z. say Gay-Z. I said Jay-Z. Anyway, I think I may well, have anyway, like a throat girl. Right. You said Gay-Z, I think. That's definitely I'm, Jay-Z. Um, the tapes won't lie. At least I know. Anyway. Yeah. You've, I will applaud you on your second guess being correct. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I interrupted your whole... Your yeah, so team. like the idea of um, central entities, and I, I've been thinking a lot about this and trying to really put a uh, pen to paper on, on solidifying these thoughts. And it's about like the structure of centralized entities and how powers is, is um, distributed across that structure. Um, and so the decision-making power in these things is at the top. And it's usually within a very, very, very small number of people with a very, very similar interest, right? There's no there's no diversification or inclusion in the people who have decision-making power. Uh, usually, the decision-making power is proxied through like financial means, um, as being able to basically pay other people to do their work, the means of production. And mm-hmm. if you're looking at an industry, right? Um, but it can be any other thing in terms of like the decision-making power of a single entity. And what's interesting about, I think, the idea of decentralization, and so if you think about how that decision is trickled through into the people who are actually producing, it's a very tall, narrow tree, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And you, that means you have a very large discrepancy between the people who are making decisions at the top, trying to push forward a given a very specific goal usually, and the people at the bottom who are making that thing happen. And everything in between is basically middlemen of delegation and isolation and specialties. Mm. If you think about the idea of decentralization, the main thing that it is doing, the very main thing that it is doing is making that top part wider. It's, it's making the decision-making power spread across a lot more people uh, and hopefully more people with a varied like, with varied interests. So that Yeah, but you got to be careful though cuz sometimes when the top part is too wide, there could be uncomfortability. Sure. That that's part of that's part of this whole thing we're trying to figure out is where the balance is for the given type of power you're distributing and whether mm-hmm. or not that's efficient. And so in the process of making that large the top group larger and more distributed, then the tree if you will becomes fatter and shorter. And the, and the distance between the bottom, the people who are doing the things in the top, is much, much, much smaller. And sometimes it's the same people. And so, like, that's useful in some contexts. It's probably less efficient it's in, in some things. It's more efficient in other things. And so the question is, what power are you distributing? And what do you care about? Do you need speed? Do you need incredibly efficient ways of doing something very specialized? Mm-hmm. Decentralization is really good for something like that. Military, yeah. in, in the case of military, well, like, well, we have different kinds of military. You have guerrilla warfare, guerrilla warfare, which is a much you know shorter, fatter tree, and you have maybe like the American military system, which is a very, very, very tall, skinny tree. Mm-hmm. And and so like, that that's the that's the battle that I think we're all fighting right now, or like arguing with, mm-hmm. or grappling with is, um. What type of structure should we use for a given source of power? Yeah. And people are arguing about that, but they don't know they're arguing about that. Yeah. And it also depends on what exactly, which system you're trying to penetrate if you do have it yeah. wide at the top. Yeah. Like, I mean, can, like, in the, in the context of the warfare, guerrilla warfare worked really well when you had that tall, skinny tree and there was nothing else. They didn't know, they didn't know how to adapt to it because you could, if you, if you broke off, a single leader, then you killed the entire organization in terms of a centralized infrastructure. But for guerrilla warfare, you could kill a leader of a small group, and the whole thing didn't was wasn't affected. Mm. It's just you know you had to th- you just start thinking about like what pr- what comes in front of you know when you have that sort of system where it is wide at the top, and it's almost as if you got to start thinking ahead far ahead of time about, you know, how you lubricate the system that is yeah. trying to penetrate. You can't help yourself. Can you? <laughs> I can't stop. Can't, I can't, can't, stop. can't help yourself. I'm a child. You try I'm so hard. Try so hard to get it through. You're the one that said it, man. You're the one that Whatever. said it. I'm just, Whatever. I'm just trying. I'm just reinterpreting. <laughs> It's, it's whatever. Anyway, <laughs> there will be Look, more thoughts on that. We, I spend a tremendous amount of time thinking about it. I get what you're saying. It's it's the thing is that like we're thinking so far ahead. You know, I think like I feel like the Lord of the GPPs. I, I'm the self-proclaimed Lord of the GPPs. I'm I'm moving away, Corey. I'm moving away from having deep knowledge of crypto. I'm, I want to go back. To good, being a good, because I'm moving further into it. Right, like I, <laughs> I want to go back. 
I keep getting more and more specialized and like like deep into it. And you are just if you you become Lord of the GPPs, this podcast is going to be great. <laughs> I think that's the way we need to go because like <laughs> you're so deep in it, and then when I try to go deep in it, I'm just like, what the fuck is going is that, on? Does in that here? make sense? Does what I just say <laughs> makes sense, or is that is it still too abstract and hard to grasp? It's if, always if it is, abstract and hard to grasp. Then we need to do better. You're thinking the the people that are deep in the suck is what I call you guys, the guys on the front lines. You're so deep in the front. It's just a typical case of the, the forest through the trees. Like you're staring dead at a tree and don't realize there's an entire forest. And that's that's the that's usually the problem that leads to miscommunication between one community trying to do something to service many others. Is that the many other communities are like, what are why are you staring at that tree? Like, we've got other problems in this forest. Like, have you even taken a trip down that path where all the trees are dying for some reason? And we're trying to figure that shit out. Like, it's just that analogy can go deeper and deeper and deeper. But I think that's kind of the problem that crypto runs into. Because a lot of I notice that because a lot of times when I'm speaking to GPPs as Lord of, they're just like, <laughs> What is digital scarcity? And I'm like, oh boy, this is oh, something people that's haven't so even far thought off about your the radar. Of like, value is derived from scarcity, some form yeah. of scarcity. Scarcity, tell me more, Lord. And I'm like, <laughs> well, have a seat. Have a seat, John Padwan. Have a seat. Let's discuss scarcity. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be me, Lord, Lord of the GPP. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. Innovation doesn't come from solving local issues. Oh, like only oh, local issues. I saw the guy on Twitter, by the way, whose Twitter definition is uh, a general purpose person. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I saw his tweet and I read his bio and I was like, hmm. He, he used the term general purpose person. Did and that's you get new. That? Did you get that from the podcast? He's like, hell yeah, I did. I was like, success. <laughs> I love how people are taking ownership of it. Yeah, I'm a general purpose person. What of it? Yeah. I'm proud of it. <laughs> Maybe the more the more nonsensical shit I say when I'm trying to make sense of something, uh, just further I like alienates myself from the rest of the community. Yeah, Corey, you're not a general purpose person. I don't think. No, I, it's, like, you can't you can't exceed by being average. Well, now you're making it. Now you're making it derogatory. No, I'm not because everyone's like, going to exceed something based on the time they spend on it. Right. All right. Malcolm I chose Gladwell. to do this. Right. I I choose to spend my time doing this, and so therefore I should be. I shouldn't be average at it. That's very true, bro. We're close to our ten thousand hours at podcasting about crypto. Probably. What do we do at that point? I don't know. I keep going. Get better. Yeah, I guess that's the only. I bet you, if you take the cumulative time that everyone on our network has worked on podcasting, we're getting there really fast. We're going to be the Beatles of crypto podcasting. The Beatles, I'm the Beatles. John Paul George Rango, the Beatles. Um, but anyways, where were we? Yeah, Tim Cook, you're an idiot. You're not, but you are. Um. Because the current system that we use, is, I think, is jealous. Yeah. They got Apple Pay. They just went through the. They just went through a traditional way of doing payments. Like it's not like they're mm -hmm. not trying to break into the payments world too. Fuck out of here. They're trying to break into the payments world and not but call like, it the Apple, money world. Apple owns it, right? They don't. They're like mm -hmm. at least at, at least Facebook did a good job of like 
well, they did a job of moving the power outside of Facebook completely. Now, yeah, that's that's what they don't. That's there's, that's there's what the curation. Like. There's curation of the people who are included in this. It's not an open and permissionless system. You got to pay to get in, and those people who are paying are very have very high interests and expect very high returns or or power derived from what they what they paid into. Mm-hmm. What I what I like is that, um, not what I like, but what going back to what I was saying earlier is the businesses write the rules. Is that what we witnessed this year? I think it was this year or last year when Zuckerberg was like robotically uh, performing for the Congress. That was them starting the ground of like, we don't know what we're doing and we need you to write these rules. And that what what did happen, and if you didn't catch the subtleties of that entire hearing, I watched the entire thing. Um, what Zuckerberg was telling them, which was kind of cool, was I'm not going to fucking write your rules for you. You've got to figure this shit out because I'm trying to do different things. Like my, I'm not going to write the rules on how you govern this world that's how the quickly government becoming works, irrelevant. That's yeah. how the government works. Things happen, and they then ask experts on it, helping them find standards that to write rules and about. Yeah, but he changed the game because he's not playing ball, and that's why they keep getting mad at him. That's why they keep throwing shade at him because he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do this for you. I'm not going to do your work for you." Like, they're like you, oh yeah, you don't want you want to do our work? All right, well, no more encryption, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take encryption away from you, and he's like, "Put back doors. Put back doors on all your messengers." It's like, uh, yeah, we already have them. <laughs> yeah. Government has like weird levers that they pull. It's like, it's like, they're like the kid. The government's basically the, either the bully or the kid that takes their ball and goes home, which yeah. is passive aggressive bullying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's how the government works pretty much. It's like, Hey, you're going to do this or we're going to shoot you in the face or <laughs> you're, or you're, you're going to do this or we're going to take your house away. Or all the houses and then blame it on you. How do you like that? Huh? You like that? <laughs> Want to keep doing that now, buddy? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Um, I don't know. I guess we should wrap. Yeah, we could wrap. So, this was a good meaty episode for those of you that like meat. Uh, one thing we are going to start doing, I think we got a lot of community pool with this. So, thank you, Slack community. And, by the way, join the Slack community. I don't know, how many times awesome are we going to say that? Just join Yeah, it. it's fucking awesome you in like, there, man. If you like what we do, you're going to like what they do. Because it's bigger than so, us. The Slack is bigger than us at this point. Yeah. Um, what was it? So each show is going to... I think what we should nail down right here, though, Corey, is that each show should have a thread in the episode discussion. And then what I can do is then make it... Every single time we release a show, it creates that thread. Yeah. Right. So you'll see the thread pop up. And people can go in there and have comments about the shows. Because ultimately, that's what we wanted when we were partnering with that... Uh, that the the gaggle of anti heroes from Harvard that wanted to make that app air, that podcasting app air. That's what, that was the idea we wanted to partner with, but those guys have ninja vanished. So they we're just gonna up. do it via with Slack. the ooze. with the secret of the ooze. With the secret of the ooze. <laughs> Fucking Ninja Turtles, dude. Anyways, have you seen the Ninja Turtles lately? No, I don't desire to either. They're destroying our childhood, bro. Destroy like these kids are growing up with some weird shit. And I just feel like I gotta stand up. Like that's not what the Ninja Turtles are supposed to look like. And that's not how they behave. All right. But anyways. Some dude just asked me how he signs up for the status website. It's like 
Corey, as Lord of the GPPs, that's a very understandable question. You just got to be patient with the man and let him know some small details that he might be missing. Okay. <laughs> be patient. You don't sign up for. Be patient. All be right. patient. Be patient. All right. Yeah, um, be patient. Uh, this is why I don't do technical support. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> just I try yeah. to build the stuff and hire people to, to manage the questions that come in, that will come in. Um, yeah, so let's wrap. So if you like this episode, uh, you'll like all of the others. We do lots of things. Um, this network has podcasts running around the clock. We know it's kind of tough for you to listen to all of them, but what we'll say to that is nut up. Uh, be better. Um, listen to all that. I don't know what else to tell you. There's a lot of people. In fact, we know approximately 4.5 thousand of you that are listening to multiple episodes every week and getting a great fix uh, on all things crypto. Uh, Evan Vanessa's rejoined, not rejoined, but uh, restarted. He's contributing with Dose of Ether. He's contributing to Dose of Ether, uh, which is what the entire Ethereum community needs, uh, is to hear his voice, his opinions, in, in combination with Lucian um, as they give you your Dose of Ether. Because let's just be forward here. The two kings of the castle right now are Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it's not looking like that is due to change unless something comes way from left field and has a use. Basically, if somebody makes a Halo and an Xbox and it changes the whole game like Halo did, then that's not going to happen for a while. We're still stuck with Crash Bandicoot and PlayStation 2. So, <laughs> What a great analogy. That's, 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 that's how it's going to work. That's what was happening. All my analogies tie back to video games because that was my life as a child. <laughs> so... If you That's how that, I work. I'm sorry, you don't understand that reference. If you do, you're gonna yeah. be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we hope that you listen to those. Corey's show, hashing it out, is doing new things in the crypto podcasting world uh, with the panel that received a lot of like Twitter buzz. That's great. I really enjoyed my... doing that. I'm gonna do more of them. On what? I'm not sure, but there will be more. You should invite me, Lord of the GPPs, to one of those panels just to fuck up y'all's game. Just like. <laughs> throw salt in y'all's gearbox but anyways that i I really hope that you continue on with that because it got a lot of buzz and um it's necessary like i don't think there's a podcast like hashing it out that exists right now i think you guys are in a league of your own i'm sure there is i just i'm not listening to it so yeah i'm sure everybody has a podcast i'm sure it exists there's so many podcasts out there i just i don't know who's doing it and i've never listened to it if I did, I'd give them credit. There are people that are similar. That's not as technical. Yeah. If you, um, so here's the thing. Uh, if you like headlines and you like us talking or ranting or doing whatever we do, uh, listen to just the headers. Uh, that's me and Jesse, the man broke. And uh, we talk about the headlines. Big, big shout out to M stone and our community in the Slack community who have you've bent over backwards to fix our headline spreadsheet so that we can make a better show for you guys because we've been winging it for like a month because i broke that shit on accident <laughs> but thank you for fixing it um and, and and saving us like time and um, making the show better i hope you noticed how good it was this week um i tried to pay you but you were like i don't want your money and i was like dude you're an angel or you could be a girl probably a girl. i don't know angels it's a girl girls. angels definitely can be girls. i call i call chicks dudes 
right, like, it's, like, it's, it's an affectation. It's like, dude, you know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's a it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's it's inciting an emotion that I'm out putting yeah. out. It's not calling that person a dude. I call him bruh. Like like bruh, come on. It's same thing, right? Wait. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Hashtag feminism. Exact same thing. Yeah. Hashtag I love women. I do though. I know who Zatsy Pizza is now. I didn't know who that was. Yeah. You kept saying the name. I didn't know who it was. She's in she's in the Joker movie. Movie is amazing. I like how you just went out of your way to pronounce her name so awesomely. Like well, that's how you, you say it. every single syllable in her name. That's how you I say know, it. I know you did. Um that's just how yeah, you she's say it. Awesome, man. <laughs> how else how else do you say it? Uh I don't know. A lot of people say Zazi Beats, but that's not how you say it. Zazi. Yeah. Um say it right. Yeah, she's she's a beautiful creature. Inside and out. Anyway. Go see the Joker. I wish I could pull her from her husband. That's something that I said. That's so brave, but I don't think she's even married. I just think it's a long-time boyfriend. But Zatsi, if you're out there and you hear this, holla at your boy. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Go go to Ponderosa, and you can get that steak however you like. (laughs) Shit. Olive Garden, Um, here we come, baby. Unlimited breadsticks. That's right. That's right. Eat all that salad. You know why? Because you could take the entree home and have it for later. That's two meals we get to share together, baby. Two meals. <laughs> um, all right. So let's wrap this up. So if you enjoyed this episode, we just told you what to do. Um, yeah. So please join the Slack. Go to the BitcoinPodcast.com. Just click on the Slack button. We have a blog out there on Medium. You no, can find don't. it. I mean, anybody right now. It's, it's been pretty inactive for a long time. Um, we hope you enjoy the uptick in tweets. Um, shout out to Alicia, shout out to um, Andy for really helping us out. Um, if you want to support us and help us reach our goals as content creators, you can go to the patreon.com slash the Bitcoin podcast network and become a patron. If you are a $5 member, you'll get early access to the Bitcoin podcast, um, as well as some other things, um, and yeah, just try to help. Our first goal is to try to get to $500 a month because if we do that, we can hire a producer and make even better content. All right. So um, what do you got, Corey? You got anything? Nah, I'm good. Oh, yeah. We have a book. Go to the website. Buy it. Got a it's store dope. too. Go to the store. Store.thebitcoinpodcast.com or go to thebitcoinpodcast.com and click on the store button. Yeah, you'll get there. Um and that's automated, so you don't have to worry about us fucking shit up. Nah, we don't touch um, anything other than make new product, and then everybody, yeah. everything else gets taken care of. If you don't like it, we'll take care of you. Yeah. Um. So, what was I going to say there? Uh. Yeah, shout out to Zoe Saldana, Zotzi Beats, um, and the next Nubian goddess that I find. You're out there. Um. Yeah, play...